Hello and welcome to the Ohio Bubble Podcast. I'm Nick. I'm Kelsey. I'm Katie. So, why is this the Ohio Bubble Podcast? Well, Ohio people think we're special, so we're in our own little bubble. But also, it the original one of the original names we were thinking of is the Double Bubble Flyover, and that would take some explanation. And it would take a lot of explanation. It would take a lot of explanation. Yeah, I still don't really understand that. <laughs> so, Ohio's a flyover state. We are one of the easternmost states of the Midwest. We are the easternmost state of the Midwest. We're also one of the uh, westernmost states of the eastern time zones. So we're kind of exist in this bubble, a double bubble. But also, we think we're special because Ohioans are special. But why are we doing this podcast, Nick? We're doing this podcast because we want to show you that Ohio is special. There, there's so much about Ohio that like people from outside of the state just don't know. Because we are kind of a flyover state if you're going coast to coast, but we shouldn't be. Um, and we have states here in Ohio that we consider flyover states, like... No offense to Kansas, but... Kansas, Iowa. But I've never been Missouri. there. Yeah. Um, which, that's not fair to them. Hopefully, some of them have a, a great podcast that will uh, convince us one day that uh, their states are, are worth visiting. But Ohio is really this weird melting pot of America that, that takes in elements, geographic, cultural, historical of the Northeast, the South the Midwest, we're kind of like America in miniature. and This is why Nick is our historian. Yeah, he does make it sound a lot more interesting than, you know, you think it's going to be. But so, it's going to be interesting. It'll be fun. So, so, introductions? Yeah. Who are we? So, I became really passionate about Ohio when I went to the Ohio State University, I met a lot of people who were coming to Ohio from other places, and just seeing their reactions to this place that I had taken for granted my entire life, and how, like, even for people from California, there were things about Ohio that was special to them. And then after college, I spent a little while as a travel agent, and a lot of the trips I was booking were fairly local, and I learned about a lot of really fantastic tourist sites in Ohio, and it just, it, it made me a, a big sort of Ohio spokesperson in my personal life, and I thought it would be a great idea to do a podcast. So I have lived in Ohio my entire life. I was born, born and raised in Columbus, and met Nick through work and didn't really think too much of what Ohio meant. It was just a state, and Nick kind of brought the history not brought the history to life and really made it a fun thing to learn. So there's a bunch of anecdotes, there's a lot of just the idea is just to have fun here and um, just share what share what we know, not only our personal experiences, but what we learn along the way. And my uncle's also a huge Ohio history buff. So but yeah that's that's how I got involved. Well, um, I actually met both Katie and Nick at that job. Um, so we all work together. We all, yeah, we all used to work together. We don't anymore, which is sad, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, 
So, I mean, we all became friends, and like Katie said, Nick is really the one who's gung-ho about Ohio, which is great, because somebody <laughs> needs to be. Um, but they were talking, they really, they really liked doing podcasts and listening to them and all that stuff, so they came up with the idea to do this, um, and then we just always have great conversations, the three of us, so they asked if I wanted to come, and I was like, yeah, sure, that'll be fun. Um, you know, they're going to do all the technical stuff because I, I don't know how to do that stuff. Um, but, you know, I'm fun to talk to, so that's why I'm here. So, Kelsey, what's your favorite podcast? Uh, yeah, this is the first, this will be the first podcast I will ever listen to, so. So, yeah, so, all right, I have a question for you guys to start this off with. Would you rather be slightly late or super early? Okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to go first on this one. Um, and full disclosure, I was late to our very first podcast thing, um, which was, you know, this morning. So as much as I would always like to be early, like, I just, I know myself and I'm like, I'm perpetually late. It's, it's my, it's one of my biggest flaws. So I would rather be super early all the time because it would just be a lot different than what I am right now. Yeah, I I would rather be really early, and I am really early a lot of the time. It, it's not actually fun, because then you're, you're at a place that you're not really supposed to be at, and you're just waiting around in your car and thinking, should I, I go in and bother people who are not expecting to see me yet? But at the same time, being late is just not something I want to do. My, my family is largely German, so that was kind of drilled in my head. Yeah. Uh, it was drilled in my head. Early is on time. On time is late, and late is left behind. So I'm always, I always try to be super early, although I was right on time today, which I was very proud of. You were perfectly on time. I was time. perfectly on time. That never happens. Yeah, that never happens. So wait me. a minute. Are we all in agreement that we would all rather be super early than late? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's um, just, it's, I, it's more considerate. Plus, you can always sit in your car and, like, listen to music. That's true. I, I had a professor who I would always show up a little bit early to his office hours, and he said one day, you must not be from Columbus, because Columbus people are always late. So, yeah. So, so yeah, the, the moral of the story is Columbus people aren't late. That's just a stereotype, and... There's a lot of stereotypes about Ohio and parts of Ohio that we want to maybe reconsider. I want to delve into these. So I think we each have a few. Yeah. All right. I just realized I nodded. Um, nobody can see the nod. It's okay. We see it. We acknowledge your nod. I'm nodding. I'm still All nodding. Right. <laughs> All right. So which one do we want to do first? And say so we can start at the top. Let's, yeah, let's mm -hmm. just start at the top and, and work our way down. And since I'm green, I'll just read mine. Yeah, that works. All right, so the first stereotype we're tackling is everyone is a raving lunatic when it comes to football. Well? It depends on where you are. Like, yeah. um, honestly, if... And I think it's really, if you're a fan of football, then you're a fan of football. Like, and if you aren't, then it, like... You, you could kind of care less. Um, I do know that, like, when I went to Ohio State, it did change. Like, I became a fan of Ohio State football when I was there. You know, I went to the games. I watched them if, I, if they weren't home. 
Um, but once I graduated, I haven't watched a game since. And, like, a lot of times I'll just kind of hear from someone else that Ohio State played and the, they either won or they lost. And I was like, oh, good for them. And then, like, I just move on with my life. So, I mean, I think it really depends on situation. Like, if you're at one of the colleges, Ohio State probably, um, you're going to be a raving lunatic when it comes to football. For four years. And then, you you know. If you're a fan of the Bengals or the Browns. Then, I'm sorry. You're a... Then you're, you're a, very, a sad person. You know, hey. Yeah, you're, it's, a, it's sad, but, you know, honestly, I, I really have to give it up for the people who have been fans oh, yeah. of the Browns. Especially, like, my whole family are fans of the Browns, and every year I just watch them go through disappointment after disappointment, and every year they stick with it, and I'm like, you know what, good for you. You got convictions, You will never find a more loyal person than a Browns fan. I, yeah. my, my mom's a huge Browns fan. She has been her whole life. Yeah. And, like, that kind of loyalty is just something that should be cherished even if it's that kind of loyalty for a football team. Honestly. Um, which I it, I kind of got into it too recently. It's like, so Baker Mayfield is the quarterback for the Browns now, um, as anyone who knows NFL now, now is familiar with. Not me. Not um, me. He's helping them out pretty well. They're, they're doing better than they have ever been doing. I was actually able to forgive the guy for what he did to OSU, which... What did uh, he do to OSU? So he played for Oklahoma. Um, I was going to say, did he play for OSU? In, no, he, he was uh, on Oklahoma, and that was one of the couple teams that beat us one year. Um, I think it was the year after I graduated. And so, so when they won, he took this big Oklahoma flag and then just ran around the field waving it and then planted it in the center of the field. And it was like that was the biggest snub that I'd ever seen given to, to our school at uh, at a loss. And like so many people were like, well, now I'm not going to root for the Browns because he's on there. But they all came around. Um, okay. But yeah, I was not a football fan before I went to OSU either. Like it, it really does kind of turn you into a fan somehow. I was actually worried about going to OSU because I... I was not a football fan, and I was like, why am I going to the biggest football school pretty much in the country? Not necessarily the best. Um, If you're from Alabama, I get it. You win a lot. But football has always been a huge deal at OSU. Yeah, Yeah, it really has. Yeah. It almost gets to the point that I think that we don't, Columbus doesn't have a professional team because it has OSU. OSU football has become so big that you know I agree OSU with that. There's, there's no room for an NFL team there's, in Columbus. No, because but, OSU has dominated the market. But that's also another unfortunate thing, is that um, the fact that football is so iconic in the state of Ohio. I, like I've seen children's maps of the U.S. with like pictures on each state. Ohio often gets a football on it. It's yeah. Um, it covers up some of the other great sports that Ohio has. Um, like Quidditch. OSU has a Quidditch team. It does. It does. Um, let's go with soccer, though. Um, <laughs> because the crew was the first MLS team. Oh, no. The, it wasn't the first MLS team, but the crew stadium 
was the first um, dedicated soccer stadium in the United States for the um, MLS. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't remember what year, but um, before that, they all played at either football stadiums or college soccer fields. But yeah, the Crew Stadium, which this is going to be their last year playing at. Um, Are they building a new stadium? Yeah, down in the... Uh, uh, a state stadium. I don't know arena. where it actually you is. No, it is. It's it's down. What is it called? The stadium district, a stadium arena. It should be ready next for next year. Like okay, they broke ground. Like I want to say last year, maybe two years ago. It, it was last year. Yeah, right in so, the middle of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. When I was um, in seventh grade, there was uh, he was Russian, and his dad came over. And was playing for the crew. So we always had crew members coming in and out of our school because his father was like a member of on the on the soccer team. So That's we cool. constantly had crew gear. Like they were constantly giving us like soccer balls and shirts. And we had like they would be like, hey, if you know, because you're in my son's class, if you come down to the stadium, say you're in this class and you get free tickets. You and your family will get in for free. And I never did that because I don't, I never cared about soccer. And I, I'm sorry, I still don't. You, you listen, you, you need to go to a game. I need to take you to, to a game this summer. I still we haven't been. To, you both, I will take you both to a game this summer because it's just, it's so much fun. We'll go. Like the, the atmosphere, um, it's just, it's a blast. Okay. It really is. Yeah, I'm I'd, sure it I'd is. I'd totally be into that. Um, I always watch the World Cup. I, yeah, that's true. I do like the World Cup. But I like yeah. the I like those events like the because Olympics it's the and the world. world. Yeah. yeah, I just like it all. So, so yeah. So all right. So it's it's so we're not raving lunatics when it comes to football. We're kind of raving lunatics when it comes to most sports. Yes. yes. All right. So this is my personal favorite. We'll tell you we have good chili. We'll tell you we have good chili, but really we know better about Skyline Chili. <laughs> okay. I love Skyline Chili, but. I cannot eat it. Like, I'll go to the restaurant, but my mom makes the best Skyline chili. You get the packet, and she makes it at home. It is fantastic. That is it. I wanted to say how great my mom is. <laughs> I'm going to have to... Um... And yesterday was her birthday. Oh, yes. Happy birthday. Too. Happy late birthday, mama. Um, I don't... I don't like chili, so I have no opinion on this matter. So it's not gonna... real chili, though. I I doesn't. It's chili, but it's not chili. Doesn't matter. I don't care for it, so I no opinion. Also, don't like chili of any color. Um. <laughs> this was a this is a passion project of Katie's. I needed to say how great my mom's Skyline Chili but is. But actually, you know? Skyline Chili is the only restaurant I can think of that there is absolutely nothing on the menu I want to eat. Yeah, I could probably say that too. Coney dog. Does you not, wouldn't even do a Coney no. dog? No. Why? Katie, you've seen me eat. <laughs> oh, that's true. And, oh, that's true. Cheese. Never mind. And it's yeah. mountains of cheese. You can get it without cheese. You can get a hot dog with just the chili sauce. I don't like the chili sauce. Katie, exactly. I don't understand what you don't understand. <laughs> I do not like really anything that goes with the chili, okay? Okay. None of it. All right. But thank you for trying. So very, very yeah, hard. I could do a hot dog without anything on it, without the, but like. Okay, what do you guys put on hot dogs? Do you guys put anything on hot dogs? I just, I'm just wondering. I really Catch don't. Up. 
That's it. I usually just eat them plain, which is weird, but. And I don't like buns. So like together, Nick and I are normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Between between the two of us, we we have we a make normal one hot dog. normal hot dog. <laughs> I have a friend who slathers everything in mayonnaise. Oh, we're not going to talk anymore about this. That yeah, no. So hot dogs are not a good thing. All right. All right. So next. Every four years, we uh, apparently they spelled it. We once to murder. <laughs> or I could have typed that okay. maybe when if I did that wrong. Every four years, we want to murder the media and politicians. So Ohio is... A swing state. Not just a swing state. It kind of is the swing state. It's the swing state and a bellwether. And... Yeah. No Republican has ever won the presidency without winning Ohio, and only two Democrats have ever won Ohio, or have ever won the presidency without winning Ohio. Biden is one of them. He is... Oh, three then, yeah. Mm-hmm. I okay. forgot, yeah, he, he lost Ohio. Well, then that statistic has now so, changed. So we're less of a swing state maybe than we used to be, but we're still kind of the bellwether state for the U.S. Um, and uh, No one cares about us Yeah, three no, and a half years. Until it becomes um, election season, and then, like, everyone and their brother cares. Yes. And then you're really, we have all these really glad. We have all these dates for prom. You're really glad you can record TV shows now because if you're watching anything on live TV, mm. you will have three minutes of political advertisements for every five minutes of TV show, and it is obnoxious. I, I don't care what your political views are at the end of it. It gets to the point you start mocking the commercials, even if it's the candidate you like. It's true. Yeah. And you mock it, and it's like your respect for them goes down. You're like, you need to stop. They push so much harder here than anywhere else. They're always here, too. Yeah. Some department of secretary of special something or other, I don't remember. Three weeks on the, on my new job, this guy was coming through. And they're like, um, yeah, you can't be in this area at this time. And I'm like, great, I wasn't planning on it. Because this guy was coming through. And it's like, so then he goes, I just want to see where... The normal people work. So I had to do that. I'm like, I need to go down and do my job, but I can't. I would have been livid. I was, I wasn't happy. I'm like. I would have found this person and, and just told him off. And the sad thing is I like actually would have done that. I know. <laughs> I would like to see that. But see, I was three weeks on my new job and I kind of want to keep my job. I mean, that's fair. But so. yeah, so. Being a swing state's not all it's cracked up to be, although it does have some benefits that I would say people of different political backgrounds can get along a little better in Ohio than elsewhere in the country. Hopefully that, that stays the same as I know things are getting more polarized, but I, I hope that yeah. that remains one of yeah, Ohio's little... All right. Um, next up, uh, this is one that kind of surprised me and I have mixed feelings on that we wear Sperry's even though we don't own a boat. Um, I didn't even know what Sperry's were before I saw this this listed as a stereotype, but they are these boat shoes with like these sort of, I guess, strings around them, which, well... It's a boat shoe. It's a boat it's shoe. A boat shoe. Yeah. Um, all, boat, nutshell, all boat shoes, boat shoe. all boat shoes are the same. The thing is, my dad wears them. 
But I don't think he wears the, the actual Sperry's brand. I think so. I think Lisa wears them. My sister. I know does. I've seen. I think I've seen. I've, I've seen a lot of people wear them, just like around. It's just it's a normal shoe. Yeah, it's a normal shoe to for see us. See around. But also, a lot of Ohioans own boats too. Like every house you see that's along a river, and every house that's like within two miles of Lake Erie, there are like boats in the garage or in, in the uh, in the driveway. Driveway. You have a thought Kelsey, on that, Kelsey? You're... I do have a thought on that because I'm from two miles from Lake Erie. <laughs> you're half a mile. Um, and, I mean, there, there are a lot of boats, but, I mean, at least from where I'm from, like, maybe in the richer cities, more people have boats. But, like, there's not as many boats along, like, the Kanya and Ashtabula Lake Erie ports well, than you would think. It's definitely a rich person's sport. Oh, it definitely is. Oh, you want to... Sandusky? I mean, you oh, don't I'm see sure. you don't see them in the driveways. They're in the docks. So. Yeah, <laughs> they are. I'm sure Sandusky's docks are full. Like just oh, it all is. The time. Yeah, I mean, there are how many yacht clubs there? There's like oh, the yeah. official Sandusky yacht club, but then there's also the maritime yacht club. But yeah. then there's like the old school yacht club. They all have to have their own special thing. All right, so the next one is we likely do have accents, and yes, we will always deny it. I did not think that I had any sort of accent, and then I went to college, and, like, people in my dorm would tell me that I have an accent. I was like, excuse me, I'm from the Midwest. We don't have accents. Um, But apparently, Cleveland does, in fact, have an accent, and we have, like, a harsh A or something, um, and I never noticed it until, like, people brought it up. And, I like, honestly, I still don't always hear it. Sometimes I hear it and I'm like, oh, yeah, there's that Cleveland Day. But, like, most of the time I still maintain that. It's because you're so close to I do not have an accent. And everybody who tells me is just lying. And I don't like them. Yeah. I Coming from Columbus, I I have always been told that, like, the media around the country, newscasters are trained to speak like people from Columbus. So, but that's still an accent. Every variation in a way of speaking is an accent. There's no standard correct way of speaking. This yes, is- there is, and it's the Midwest one. Am I, I going to be a tiebreaker? You will have to be a tiebreaker on I this. I agree. I think we do have an accent, but I think it is a very, if it's, a, if it's an accent, it's subtle. Or on the range of it, it's as neutral as possible. I, I've taken a few of those quizzes of where in the U.S. are you from based on how you speak and what words you use. And I yeah. consistently get uh, St. Louis for some reason. I consistently get the South, like Alabama. Interesting. That is very interesting. I always get... I consistently get like deep South. I'm like... Do I really say y'all a lot? And my sister would say, "Yes, you do." Well, I mean, I do say y'all. A lot of our coworkers are are were from the south, um, and I think we picked up some stuff. I definitely started using y'all afterward. I don't know. I think I've used y'all for forever. Yeah, I've used y'all for forever. Lisa would say, "We're part. We weren't part of the Confederacy. You can't say (laughs) y'all." That was her reasoning. Um. So. And there are parts of Ohio where there is kind of a distinct sort of Appalachian Southern accent, like really South, Southern South, Ohio, Southern yeah. Ohio, even yeah. into Cincinnati. Um, a, a lot of folks from from like the uh, the suburbs of Cincinnati will have a bit of 
sort of somewhere between a Midwestern accent and a Southern accent. Okay, so I'm not dyslexic. I, I don't know if I'm dyslexic or not. I've never, never really cared to test. I don't even know if we can. Anyway, um, I, I constantly get Cincinnati and Cleveland mixed. So you say Cincinnati. Oh, you're geographically dyslexic. Oh, it's bad. You cannot tell me, turn on this street, go five miles from this street. I'm like, you think I know the street names around me? Oh my me? gosh, there's, listen, I come from a small town <laughs> and it, sometimes when someone says a street name, I'm like, you're going to have to tell me who lives on that street because yeah. otherwise I don't know which one you're talking about. <laughs> oh, I mean, in Bell Fountain, my dad will be like, oh, turn on to Main Street and then Cleveland and then Columbus. I don't even know if... These all intersect. I cannot tell you. I know, right? And I'm like, how about you give me landmarks? He goes, go down to go down to the bank. Yeah. Turn left. Then at the CVS, you turn right. Then at the Wendy's, you you do this. And That's I'm like, I have to get directions you have to give too. me directions by landmarks. You think I'm able to read a sign as I'm driving? I know, right? People think that we have all these superpowers or something. So we really, okay, so this involves a picture, but we really do take pictures like this everywhere we go, and it's four people standing with their arms in the OHIO position. So if you're not from Ohio, the O is up in the air, hands touching so that you're forming an O. H is like a football field, like when you say goal in football field, I is, it's really simple, guys, just Google it. Yeah, that's just, probably just the best way to do it. literally... Google the OHIO picture and it'll pop up of a lot of people doing it. I think it's true. I also think it's true. I've personally done this. So I have to say. I've, I've only had that picture. I've only done that picture I think once in my life. Um, but it was, it was at Ohio State. So. Of course. I feel a little bit better about that. Um, but I mean, you see people like all over the world doing this picture. So like people do it on either people do it on vacations or there's some people in like Australia who are just really big Ohio fans. It, it's it's kind of our way of of planting our flag Baker Mayfield style around the world. Yeah. And we're not really claiming this place for Ohio, but uh, we kind of are. Um, I've only done it twice myself and both times within the state of Ohio. Um I, I did it with, I had three roommates, so we did that on the Ohio Stadium one time. And um, I also did it as part of my high school yearbook because we all had um, d- photos taken for where everyone was going off to college. Um, and unfortunately, there were five people in my class going, it was a very small class, by the way. There were five people in my class going to the main campus of OSU, so it didn't work normally. So... I think it was six. It had to have been six. So the O, the I, and the O were all normal. But the H was two people holding a guy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'd like to see this picture. I think I do have that yearbook here. All right. Well, we're going to have to dig it out. Oh, am I the only one who's done it out of state? Seems to be. I think you are. Because we went, uh, we, my mom and I camped our way out west. And in every camping spot that we stayed in, um, I would do one of the positions and then I knit it together as like so we started in um Kansas Kansas Colorado and then the last two were in California 
that's, that's really, really that's cool. A cool idea. That is like the it. best Utah. way to do it. I forgot. It. You, how could I forget Utah? Because hold on, he, it was Kansas, Colorado, Utah, California. There we go. That is awesome. That's actually a really good idea. So I I feel justified in that. So yeah, folks, if if you're into the whole OHIO thing, and you want to be original about it, do it that way. Even though it's not really original, because Katie did it first. I did it first. Hipster. All right. The next one is, we really are drama queens about winter and about Ohio weather in general. And... That's true. It is true. Winter in Ohio, up in the snow belt, sucks. Like, hardcore. When I was growing up, like, there would be days that, like, we'd get a foot and a half of snow in a day. Um, And because everybody was so used to winter, we, I mean, we got snow days. We would always get our, like, we'd always usually have, like, five snow days. Um, But, like, it had to be really bad before they'd call it for us. Um, So you get really good at driving in the snow. And then I came down to Columbus, and you guys cannot drive in snow. No, no one here knows how to drive in snow. Or rain. Like, I get, like, road rage when people are trying to drive in the snow. And I'm like, just stay home if you can't do it. And then summers, everybody thinks that it's, you know, very humid. Ohio summer is very humid, especially up north again. Um, It is humid. You can't deny that. Okay, it is humid. I will, yes, she's right. It's humid. It's not the heat, it's the humidity. I hate that saying so much because I love the humidity. If it wasn't that humid, then it wouldn't be that hot. And then it would just be like... So the saying is true. It's not the heat. It's the humidity that makes it bad. But you like it, so it's I do like it. So, but it's the humidity that makes makes it worse. It's the humidity that traps the heat. Yeah. Making it hotter. And it's great. For you. Yes. Most other people don't like it. Okay, well, most other people are wrong because... They're babies. By the way, Kelsey, am I keeping it too cold in here for you? I actually did bring a sweater and sweatpants. (laughs) Um, And every time the air comes on, like, if it's on for, like, too much longer, then I'm going to go get it. But, like, then it stops, and then I'm okay again. So we're good. We totally are drama queens about winter because there are times when, like, buffalo. Oh, oh, no, no, it was, like, buffalo gets dumped on. Oh, yeah, buffalo's worse than northern Ohio. Buffalo's a million times worse than. Definitely. Because they're north of But with school. Did you guys ever have rumors that your superintendent was from Alaska and that's why you never got? I think I did. I feel like that was a prevalent rumor. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, this new superintendent's from Alaska. The superintendent never changed. We just always said, oh, no, it's a new superintendent and they're from Alaska. So they don't know how our winters are like because they can drive in snow. They know what snow is like. But yeah, yeah that I don't know why, but that was always a rumor. Our superintendent lived down the street from us. And I didn't know that. And she's wow. native Ohio. I see, oh, yeah. we, when I was, I think when I was a sophomore, we did get a new superintendent. Um, and yes, people did say she's from Alaska. Alaska. And honestly, I have no idea if that's true or not. I do know that she wasn't from, like, our area. She, she moved there from somewhere, so... I mean, it could have been Alaska, and been. I will say that when we got her, our snow days significantly decreased. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah, it could have been true. Could have been true. Um, apparently, they have things called give back days, where if you don't have, 
if you don't have, uh, like there's 10 days set aside for you to have snow days. But if you don't use them, the school district is like, we'll just give you a day off because you didn't use all your snow days. We never had that. I've I mean, never I've, heard I've of that. I've had that. I've had that. We've never heard of that. We would always have, well, like... Well, you always had all your snow yeah. days, probably. We would always have, um, like, five days would be allocated for snow days. And then if we went over the five days, then they would add them to the end of the school year. So, like, if we had, like, eight snow days, then three more, we'd have three extra days in June. They always threaten that, up. but I don't think it ever happened to me. It happened to us. never happened to us. We just... Yeah. Although they never, they never did that, like, if they would call it early. If we had, like, early dismissal. And we would have early dismissal, especially on the days that we should have had a snow day. And the superintendent was like, no, I'm going to laugh watching you guys try and drive in this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, like, I was always so mad because they'd make us show up to school when it was horrible. And then, like... Just a few hours later, they'd be like, okay, yeah, we're going to call early dismissal and you guys are going to leave in, like, 20 minutes. And we're like, Ugh. the roads are even worse now. <laughs> you might as well wait until it stops snowing in four hours and give the, pl- uh, the, the plows a time chance to clear this, uh, the streets off before you send us all out. And they're like, no. In seventh grade. It was my first time getting on uh, honor roll. Like, I, was, I could get on merit roll, but I'd never gotten on honor roll. And we didn't get out early. And the streets were literally covered in ice, and our bus got stuck in ice. Like, it just, it was just sitting there spinning on ice, and then it got stuck in a snowdrift. And the neighborhood I lived in backed up against another neighborhood. So we were, like, halfway through the one neighborhood, and we lived, we lived closer to the front of the other one, of the one that we were in, and we had to walk home. This was, okay. I'm about to say a very old-fashioned sentence. This was before cell phones, so we couldn't call our parents and say, you need to come pick us up. It was, you get to walk home from the bus in 12-degree weather with snowdrifts. And it was blistering cold, and it was what it was. So they should have called it earlier, but the roads froze over. It was freezing rain, Mm -hmm. and they should have... Let it let us go early, but they didn't. They're like, nope. Our superintendent was wow. from Alaska. And so this is my favorite one, because it is so true. Your hometown river is flammable. Yes. <laughs> if your hometown is Cleveland. If your hometown is Columbus, the Scioto River is caught on fire. What? Yeah. There are parts of the Scioto River that have caught on fire. Now, admittedly... This isn't just an Ohio thing, though, either. It's not. It's not just an Ohio thing. This is a pre-1970s industrial thing. Yes, but if your hometown river is flammable, that's a thing in Ohio. Yes. Oh, Lake Erie, too. Oh, yeah, Lake Erie Lake used to catch on fire several times. So the reason for people who don't know is that before there were regulations to industrial discharge into the uh, rivers, they would just dump whatever. Okay, let's do... You couldn't possibly fathom not having AC during the summer because Ohio summers are disgusting. Um, Again, we kind of already talked about that because of the humidity. and Yeah. Actually, growing up, I never had air conditioning, and I live, like, just a couple miles off the lake. 
um, my parents just got air conditioning, and this is going to be the first summer that they have it, and I'm not that happy because now when I go home, I'm going to have to bring, like, sweatpants and sweatshirts because I don't like air conditioning. I prefer the heat and, like, windows to be open so that there's a breeze. Um, so I don't like it. Like, I don't use air conditioning as long as I can. I am a big fan of air conditioning because for some reason I I guess I have like really warm blood or something. I really prefer colder weather, but I got used to life without it because my high school didn't have air conditioning except in like two rooms. But there, there is a really cool thing about the fact that we didn't have air conditioning, that we, which is pretty unusual for, for Central Ohio schools. Um, we were kind of a... We were a Catholic school in a less wealthy part of town. Um, we were not, we were a very small school, so we didn't have a lot of great sports teams. Um, but our basketball team was always really good. And there was a theory that the reason we were so much better than a lot of the other teams was our team practiced in the gym with no air conditioning and everyone else had air con in their gym. So that's not a bad theory. Yeah. I do want to do the Cuyahoga one. Okay. There's another Cuyahoga one? No, it's, you know how to pronounce Cuyahoga. <laughs> That's it. You know how to pronounce Cuyahoga. Yeah, there's a lot of places in Ohio. I bet, I, you know, honestly, there's probably a lot of places in a bunch of other states that oh. have... Work, countries, like, too. Everyone's got... Well, yes, countries, but let's focus on ours. Otherwise, this is just going to turn into a mess. Um, yeah. But, like, I there's a lot of places. Like, even, honestly, even people from Ohio... Like, can't pronounce can't some pronounce of some of the some of the places. Scioto, <laughs> yeah. like the Scioto River. Scioto River is S C I O T O, so you get and a I lot went of Scioto. Yeah, Scioto or Scioto. Mm-hmm. I mean, I went through Scioto High School, and every single time, whenever we went through to a competition or whatever, it was Scioto scores again, <laughs> and our band director had to like tell us we couldn't go up to the to the box and tell them how to pronounce the name of the school uh then the other columbus river the olentangy oh olentangy yeah which I, I think is even more mispronounced and it's yeah and it's so easy to say too it's yeah. just it doesn't look like you would think it would no. be yeah um, these, these are all na- native american names which mm-hmm. um is probably why they're not natural to, to most native english speakers but, um, and again, there are places around the world that, that uh, the, the terms of shibboleth, um, it's, it comes from the Bible, where the, the word shibboleth was a Hebrew word that I, I forget the context, but I, th- I think they were like trying to find spies in the camp. The, the way they tested it was to see how you pronounce the word shibboleth. Um, hmm. And so that became the term for, for any word that's used to identify a place. So... Ours are our rivers, except for the Ohio River. Everyone knows how to pronounce that. Well, that one's pretty easy. So. Yeah. We also have a Miami River, which confuses people who think it should be in Florida. In a Miami oh, University that's that near was the river. founded before Miami, the University of Miami in Florida. Yeah. Just saying. So yes, the, we got to talk about the elephant in the room here, uh, the elephant ear in the room here, the elephant ear of corn in the room here. Um, There's an elephant ear of corn in the room. Ohio is kind of 
known as a corn-producing state. I've seen maps of the stereotype of Ohio where the entire northwest corner of the state just says corn. Um, there are a lot of cornfields in Ohio, but it's not even our number one crop. That would be soybeans. Yep. yep. I was told once, and this turned out to be false, but I was told that if you eat tofu like anywhere in the world, the soybeans came from Ohio. We're not actually the top soybean producing state either, but it is our top crop, which is confusing to people from, from cities, um, including myself when I was little, um, since soybeans are not the most impressive plant to look at. Um, they're, they're low growing plants. It looks like it's just a feed, a field where there's only one type of weed in it, but it's, it's actually soybeans, which are incredibly useful. Um, they, they make tofu, they make um, edamame, edamame, which is delicious. Um, they are used in soy sauce. Soy protein is like the main vegetable protein you can buy. Um, and a lot of that will come from Ohio. Now, as for the corn, we in Ohio tend to have a stereotype of Iowa being the corn state. And I think there, there's some truth to that. I think Iowa is the big corn producing state. But we're not just one big cornfield. We're actually not even that flat. Um, that northwest corner is pretty flat, and there are a lot of corn farms. But it's not like where you get in, out into the Great Plains and it's just one gigantic field with different things growing in it and, you know, different houses and barns out in the country. All of the farms are separated by these, these hedgerows, these woods, uh, which really adds a lot of visual interest to, to Ohio farmland. Also, Ohio really isn't flat. It wishes it were flat. Right. There are moments where it's, it's like, hey, that's flat, but it really isn't. Not when you take a look at it. I would describe most of the state as being rolling hills. Yeah. Um, gently rolling hills for most of it, but uh, a lot more dramatic when you get close to, yeah. to the uh, southeast, southeast corner of the state. Um, a lot of people who come to Ohio, that's the thing that they're surprised about. It's like, I thought this would be just one big flat cornfield, and it's not. Columbus is literally in a valley. Yeah. The Ohio River, it's called the Ohio River Valley. Oh, yeah, there, there's parts of town where if I'm driving there, my ears will pop because there's a, yeah. there's actually an elevation change. Driving from uh, Columbus to Belfountain, my ears pop the entire time. Yeah. I. Well, Belfountain's like close to like the, the highest point in the state. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like a mile away. Yeah. But corn is still pretty important to us. Um, very close to my neighborhood, there is a giant field of human-sized concrete corn ears. Um, it Cornhenge. It's called Cornhenge because it kind of looks like Stonehenge, but with corn. So we kind of own the stereotype at the same time. We own it, but it's not true. Right. Now, to be fair... I work in the middle of what used to be a cornfield. So... I mean, I live on what used to be a cornfield. The stereotype stereotype does have some truth to it. Well, well, let me tell you, you have not eaten a cob of corn unless you've had corn from a farmer's market in Ohio. We were out in... um, That's probably true of a farmer's market in any state. That's true, yeah. There is... So out in California, there's a, a place called Neptune's Net, and it is seafood. Mm-hmm. I mean, Neptune's Net, going to be seafood. And they serve corn. Sea corn? Yes, sea corn. And 
we, we were sitting at a table and the people behind us were like, oh, this is an Ohio sweet corn. They could tell. We bit into it. It wasn't Ohio sweet corn. Apparently, Neptune's Net uh, contracts with Ohio to give them sweet corn. So, you know. There's some truth. So when, when Californians can recognize <laughs> it's not Ohio sweet corn... There's, there's some, there's some truth, but it's not a hundred percent. But the coolest thing is, uh, you guys know Schmitz, right? Mm-hmm. You know, do you know Schmitz, the German restaurant? We're just gonna pretend I say yes. Okay, um, we're taking you there. They have Bahama Mamas, and not the cocktail. It's a, a spicy German sausage, and if you don't like spice, I, I can't eat it. I can't eat it. It's too spicy for me. We were in uh, Dorst for in uh, in um, Sequoia National Park camping, and we went to the main lodge, and there, in Dorst, at four thousand feet above sea level, was a small little section devoted to Schmidt's Bahama Mamas. Why? <laughs> the, I mean, they're, I they're really good, don't but know still, why? why? I don't know. But my mom was really happy. For four, for four of them, it was like nine, nine or ten dollars. So she and I can't eat them. They are too. They are too spicy for me. So she. I love them. I. But again, I wouldn't think to to put a stand at four thousand feet in California. It was like part of the the shop. There was like a refrigerated section. It was part of it. That is incredible. So somewhere along the way, someone went back to Ohio, tried Schmitz, loved it enough to bring it back to Dorst. And now it's there. So we ate. Now there is nothing like smelling what you know to be a home-cooked smell in the middle of the woods in California. That was really trippy. It's got to be. Yeah. It's that was pretty be like, trippy. like Hansel and Gretel going into the, the house of sausages. <laughs> I, it, was, it was weird. It was weird. It was, but it was really cool. It was really cool. So that is an image. Yeah, so that's my fun story about Schmidt sausages in California. That's amazing. It was really cool. I I want to go back to Sequoia. That was so much fun. All right, but yeah, so yeah, that go. is the stereotypes uh, that we kind of found out Ohio and want to talk about. Okay, so now we're gonna go over some of the state info, um, and because um, Nick is our resident historian, uh, we are going to kind of quiz him on it. So this is gonna be fun. Let's see how much he remembers. Yes. Okay, so when did we become a state? Well, Ohio was founded in 1803, so that, that makes us, I think, the 17th state in the Union? Correct. Yeah. But? But. In uh, the most Ohio move ever. The most Ohio move ever. They didn't file the paperwork until, what was it, the 1950s, 1940s? 1953. 1953. So we're actually like the 48th state or something like that? 47th? 47th? Yeah, we were we weren't really a state. We were just operating as a state for, a for over 100 years. But they've been nice and let us keep our 17 number, so that's Yeah. Fun. Do you happen to know what number we are by state by area? What number? We're, we're definitely lower. We're a smaller state. Um, we're the smallest in the Midwest. Actually no, I think Indiana is a little smaller. Um, yeah, I think so. 
I'm going to say 35. Ooh, 34. So oh. <laughs> oh, 34. Nice. What about by population? By population, we're number seven. That's correct. Yep. How many people do we have? Well, it's several million. That is correct. You're not you wrong. you can narrow it down? <laughs> 10 million? 11.8. Close. Okay. Wow, Very it was closer close. than I thought. Very close. Okay. I, I thought it was like... I definitely I could, I would have That was a complete so guess. That was good. So the demonym, the demonyms of someone who lives from it was from Ohio is either an Ohioan or called a Buckeye. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. So again, for those of you who are listening from other states, if you exist, um, Buckeye, which is also the name of our most famous football team, it comes from a tree that has a nut that looks a lot like the eye of a deer. Or that's what they said, and that's why it's called that. Those trees grow very commonly in Ohio. I never knew I this. I did not by know that. I just learned this. I like, am... and honestly, when you were saying it, it took me a minute to go like buckeye. buckeye. Why are they naming it like that? Doesn't sound like a deer name. And then I a get buck- it. A buck's eye. eye. See, look at this. We're learning together. So yeah, they grew a lot in the state, so it became known as the Buckeye State. And that's where uh, the team got its name, where the Buckeye candy, which is designed to look like the nut. Which is you, delicious. You, the nuts are not. If they are poisonous. Oh, no. Don't eat the nuts. Eat yeah. the candy. Yeah. I think we might be the only state with a poisonous state tree. Yeah. And if you like chocolate and peanut butter, go for the go for the candy Buckeyes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I do not like chocolate and peanut butter, so. So, yeah. Those are also poisonous if you're allergic to chocolate or peanut butter or yeah. if you're a dog. Um, unless you're my dog who decided to eat like 90% chocolate 90 percent dark chocolate and didn't suffer anything we're not going to repeat that experiment but he got his <laughs> he got his paws he got his mouth on on a bar of chocolate somehow wow yeah Lucky that'd be dog. pretty hardy so it's a it's a it's a tucker border collie so yeah so um our flag do you know the type of flag it is well, I, I don't know the official term but it's it's the only flag that's not actually a rectangle it's spiky it's a triangular swallowtail. Yep. And it has a buckeye on it. Yep. All right. There have been three capital cities over the course of Ohio's lifetime. Okay. I know this because we went over this not too long say, ago. We should hopefully you remember. This one. Yeah. Yeah. So Chillicothe was like the first one. Um and then uh, Zanesville was the next one. Yep. And then finally Columbus, which Columbus is the biggest city. Uh, Chillicothe and Lancaster are both the county seats for their counties. So they're, they're, they're larger towns, but they're not really cities. So uh, we, we got the best out of that here in Columbus. Yeah. What are we ranked in GDP? Oh boy, we're probably pretty high. Um, we, we have a lot of companies. By that, state. By state, yes, mm-hmm. I figured. State versus state, yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't think it would be like versus countries. Um, we'd be pretty low on that uh, I don't ranking. know. We might be up there. I'd, that'd be I, I'm sure there are some countries that we're doing be better than. Um, I, but yeah, we, we have a, we used to have a ton of manufacturing and we still have a pretty good amount. There's a lot of companies headquartered in Ohio and we have a much higher population density than pretty much any state to the west of us. So I'm going to say we are 12. Higher. 10. Higher. 8. 7. 7. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. So, so yeah, guys, we're pretty important. 
we, we like to think we're important, but we actually are important. Um, so we kind of give you an overview of what is the basic history of Ohio, but why is Ohio famous? What has come out of Ohio? So the first thing that everyone is going to talk about, it's the birthplace of aviation. Yep. The Wright brothers were born here. Let's And they worked here in Dayton. And, and they, they designed and built their airplane in Dayton. Their yeah. first one. Their first one. They mm-hmm. they did. Yeah. Um, Kitty Hawk tries to take that away from us, but we don't let them. So, yeah. Good luck, North Carolina. Yeah, um, I think they still have the Wright brothers playing on the North Carolina license plate. Yep. But. Our license plate says birthplace of aviation. The... the Ingenuity, that's on Mars right now. So Ingenuity's up on Mars, and it was the first helicopter. It was part of the first helicopter flight, like um, non-manned flight on another planet. So they took a square of the fabric from the first plane built by the Wright brothers, and they affixed it up underneath one of the panels. Oh, that's actually wow, that's like awesome. that is that's in, really nice. In that's... in a little over a hundred years, we went from having no manned flight. No flight at all. To landing to a helicopter on uh, another that is, that planet. Is, that is powerful. Guys, I that made me wow. that made me so happy. Um, so but we they played a role even between those two things. Yeah, yeah. The first person to orbit, the, well, the first American to orbit the Earth was John, John Glenn, Glenn from Ohio, and the first person to set foot on the moon was Neil Armstrong. Also from, from Ohio. From Wapakoneta. That was adorable, guys. <laughs> I work like 20 miles from there, and trust me, you go to Wapakoneta, everything is Neil Armstrong. You know where you are. You oh, know yeah. where you are, and I love it. And but, like Neil Armstrong, his like retirement job was as a high school teacher. Yeah. Which is crazy to think Can of. Can you imagine that? You walk in and freaking Neil Armstrong is your teacher. I would love that. So other than aviation, we also are the birth, the birthplace of presidents. Mother of presidents. Mother of presidents. Okay, so. So we're going to have. We're going to have Nick remember who, who was the presidents from Ohio. Okay. And I'm going to try to go in order. Ooh. Of course he does. Because. Honestly, if you go out of order, I won't notice, so. Oh, I have it in order. We have it written in order, though. So oh, is it in order? I think we wrote it in order. Quick tangent. Oh. Uh, my middle school uh, history teacher could recite all of the presidents in order in, like, ten seconds. And I used to be able to know it from the Animaniac song, and I can still go up to, I think, World War II. Wow, I'm not awesome. going to do it here. Well, she could do it in, like, one breath. It was oh, incredible. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Really <laughs> it's more of... fun when you sing the whole song. That's true. First of all, how many presidents are from Ohio? That depends on how you define from Ohio. Give us both answers. The number that comes to mind is eight. I think nine is also a possibility. We're we're kind of battling it out with Virginia for... for, um, Both Ohio and Virginia have a claim to being the mother of presidents, a lot of the Ohio presidents were, like, not born in Ohio, but then lived in Ohio, so they were elected as an Ohioan, or they were born in Ohio and then moved somewhere else and were elected from there. So it's a little complicated. Okay. The first Ohio president was William Henry Harrison, who Virginia will try to claim. He was 
uh, born in Virginia and moved to Ohio and was elected from Ohio. So then you had uh, U.S. Grant, I believe, was the next Ohioan to become president. Okay. Next up was Rutherford B. Hayes. So, so after Hayes was... A lasagna-eating guy. Ah, James Garfield. Thank you. Thank you for that that hint. Um, oh. <laughs> next up was Benjamin Harrison, the grandson of William Henry Harrison. Um, William McKinley... Um, um, after McKinley was William Howard Taft. Um, finally, the last president from Ohio, Warren Gamaliel Harding. So uh, we have a bunch of famous people from Ohio, uh, starting off with Thomas Edison. Dean Martin from Steubenville, who I consider to be better than Frank Sinatra. And his opinion is wrong. And I'm um, going to eat popcorn while y'all debate that. We have the comedian Dave Chappelle. We have Doris Day, que sera, sera. Um, Jamie Farr, who is uh, most famously known as Klinger from MASH, which is um, one of Katie's and mine's favorite shows. Woody Harrelson. Josh Hutcherson. By the way, District 12 is Ohio. Uh, Katie Holmes. Annie Oakley. Dr. Oz. Sarah Jessica Parker. Roy Rogers. Martin Sheen. Um, Chris Columbus, uh, the director. Steven Spielberg of E.T. fame. And many other things. Yes, yeah. a lot of Well, stuff. that's true, but, you know, E.T. The legendary R.L. Stein from here in Columbus. Now on to athletes. LeBron James. Um, Jesse Owens, who's um, a big name at Ohio State still. Yeah. Uh, Jack Nicholas. Archie Griffin. Also still a big name at Ohio State. Our girl, Simone Biles. Go, Simone. You go, girl. Ken Griffey Jr. Woody Hayes. John Heisman of the trophy. Uh, uh, Roger Clemens. Urban Meyer. Steph Curry. Then we also have some famous serial killers. Killers in general. Yeah. Charles Manson was from Ohio. Jeffrey Dahmer was actually from Ohio. But he ate the people in Wisconsin. Yeah, so, you know, we get to share them. (laughs) Uh, Ariel Castro, who was famous for kidnapping uh, females, uh, women, and he held them hostage for decades in Cleveland. And miraculously, they survived. And then, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty incredible. So that's pretty much um, kind of an overview of Ohio and us in general. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed this show. We will be back soon. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. This was our first episode, y'all. See? Y'all. Yep. So long, folks. Bye. Bye. Are you going to stop recording?